Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History final. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. And we welcome you into a full slate of Blue Wire Gambling Podcast. My name is Greg Frank. You can find me on Gambling Twitter at Undercover Greg at G underscore Frank six for the rest of my Twitter takes and content. If you want to uh, get the full Greg Frank experience on the Bird app, and also shoot the podcast to follow at Full underscore Slate underscore Pod, and give our uh, buddy Alex Uplinger a follow at Alex underscore Up Seven. It is Nance Week for one final time. We can say that this is Nance Week as. Jim Nance is hanging it up as the voice of college basketball on CBS. And uh, I actually don't know if this is his last Masters. I know he's continuing with football, but um, his college basketball experience is in the rear view. I was actually on the court on Monday night at NRG Stadium watching him and his daughter watch the uh, end of One Shining Moment, which was pretty cool. Uh, but nonetheless... I've always called this week Nance Week, and this is the last time I get to say that, as Jim, for years, has gone from the Final Four to the serenity of Magnolia Lane, and uh, he'll do that again now as uh, we get set for another edition of the Masters. And on this pod, we're going to just give you some names, nothing too in-depth, nothing too deep, uh, kind of just some you know, quick hitters for you to consider investing in when it comes to uh, the most prestigious event in golf. Uh, we'll give you six buys and three fades. Uh, there is all sorts of different ways that you can bet a golf event, you know, top 20s, top 30s, top 40s, etc. cetera. Uh, I like, personally like the matchups. Uh, head-to-head stuff can be, can be good as well. And then I mean, you got to have some skin in the game in the outright market, right? So that's where we're kind of focusing most of our uh, handicapping on when it comes to the prices on some of these names and if we are interested. And, uh, you know, you you always want to have – I've hit like one or – I think only just one golf outright. It was John Rahm at the Memorial a couple of years ago when his price had drifted down north of 20 to 1. I mean, he wasn't playing great. It felt like a nice buy low, and that one came through for me. But for the most part, yeah, um, it's fun to see your guy. It's, it's, a, it's a nice gambling rush when you have a, a live ticket, perhaps, into the final round 
you know, somebody 30 to 1, 40 to 1, whatever it may be. So on that note, let's get to it and go with uh, our six buys first, then we'll get to our three fades. We'll start at the top of the odds board and work our way down. And my first buy is going to be Xander Shoffley at 23 to 1 uh, at my book to win the Masters. And I think one of the things that I tend to like a lot, particularly with the Masters, is just you know, your familiarity with Augusta National. It is the only major that is at the same golf course every year. And, you know, I, I think you'll hear this a lot come June with the U.S. Open, how the U.S. Open likes to, or the USGA, excuse me, likes to challenge the golfers. They like to come up with uh, different things to make the golfers pull their hair out. And that's why you often see U.S. Opens won at even par or sometimes over par and, uh, you know, I, I think that can make the, you know, tournament history at the U.S. Open a little hard to trust because the USGA is always going to find different ways to, you know, make the different courses they go to more challenging for the players. And, of course, uh, you know, going across the pond with Lynx Golf uh, at the Open Championship in July, that's a little bit of a different style as well. This is Augusta National. This is the same course every year and if you've played well on it before you're probably going in thinking you can play well on it again and you're not necessarily intimidated by the stage that is Augusta and that's all that's a big thing for me here with Xander if I'm him you know if you, you'll think back to a couple years ago where I believe he finished third and he had a chance to win going to the 16th hole on Sunday and uh hit the drink and ruined his chances of winning the Masters and ended up going to Hideki Matsuyama, who was you know a feel good story. Everybody I think was happy for Hideki, but uh, you know Xander let that one get away, and he also was a runner up to Tiger Woods in 2019. Again, that was a great moment seeing Tiger win that Masters, uh, but somebody had to finish second, and it ended up being Xander Shoffley. So um, you know a couple of recent strong performances. At Augusta, uh, finished top three at least once in three of the four majors, and the other major that he didn't, he hasn't finished top three in. He's finished top ten in, so it's a, he's a consistency king. And you know, I, I like if I'm investing at thirty to one or shorter on the outright market, I want to have a good feel. Uh, you know, I, I certainly want my guy to make the cut, and I want to at least think that he's going to be one round away, whether that be on Saturday or Sunday, from winning the thing, or at least putting his name into contention, uh, and I feel pretty good about that. I think Xander Shoffley may be the biggest name in golf without a major championship, so um, it's coming, I, I, I feel, for him, and you know, he's somebody that, if you just blindly bet in these majors, I, you know, I, I'm not going to necessarily knock you, because there's always going to be a tier of guys, until... Uh, Shoffley or you know, Patrick Cantlay's name comes up a lot too in the uh, best golfer that hasn't won a major in terms of consistency uh, in with some of the results that he's delivered. Uh, one of my other guys who I'm going to get to in just a minute is also along that vein. And I think there's forever value on these guys that are always knocking on the door until they actually win one. Because you look at some of the other guys that are ahead of uh, Xander Shoffley, excuse me, on the outright market. Like, Scotty Scheffler's 7-1 to one at a lot of books. I mean, certainly short of 10-1 to one at pretty much every shop. So, you know, Jordan Spieth is also in that, you know, single digits to one neighborhood. And 
that's, I'm not trying to say that any of these guys aren't good golfers. You know, Rory McIlroy always gets priced very short. But outright value disappears the moment they actually break through in a major. So I'm going to want to continue to hop on these consistency kings that knock on the door enough and think that they're going to be able to get there. That way, if you know, I want to be on them when they do win and you know, forever graduate into the 15-1 to 1 or shorter area. So that's how I feel about Xander Shoffley. It's also how I feel about Tony Finau, who comes into the season 10th in FedEx Cup points and 13th in the official World Golf Rankings. And he's having an outstanding 2023 thus far. How about eight top 20s so far on the PGA Tour? And again, when I'm taking guys closer to the top of the outright market, I want consistency, and I prefer a little bit of a, you know, slightly longer price. Because let's just face it, some of the prices you're seeing on Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, it's not to say I'm fading them, but, you know, it, it doesn't really get me out of bed in the morning to see 7-1. to one. On a guy to win a tournament. It's crazy. Tiger Woods at one point was you had to lay juice on him to win the Masters. Like, that's insane. So, just wanted to acknowledge that. But anyway, Finau also a guy that I just feel in due time, the breakthrough is coming. And I talked about his solid 2023 thus far. How about top five in all four majors of his career? And he's also made the cut at every Masters since 2018. Now, I realize, again, outright price making the cut, maybe that doesn't, you know, wow you. But again, consistency, just give yourself a chance to put a round together on a Saturday or Sunday. And Finau routinely does that. And that's why he's at the top of a lot of leaderboards. And I got him at 27 to 1. Much like I was just saying with Shoffley. You know, maybe one or both of these guys never wins a major. But I'm going to feel okay about the fact that I went down swinging with some of the better golfers as of right now that haven't won majors. So those are the two guys closer to the top of the leaderboard that I like. Xander Shoffley and uh, Tony Finau. Let's move forward and get to a couple guys Further down the odds board, who I am intrigued by, and these are guys in the 50 to 70 to 1 range, depending on where you shop, more so the 60s and 70s to 1, but there's three guys here that I'm really interested in, and let's start with the Brit, Tommy Fleetwood, who I got at 60 to 1, and I think that, first off, I read that you want to be able to be very skilled around the greens at Augusta. I like to always like to try and study the course and being able to, you know, clean up in tight, make some pars when you miss greens and find a way to, you know, get up and down is obviously helpful. Shorter par fours, being able to drive the ball close enough to the green to where you can maybe get up and down for birdie. Those kinds of things are really going to be able to help you at Augusta, and Tommy Fleetwood has maintained the second-best strokes gained average around the green so far this season. Uh, so I like his short game as something that could play this weekend at Augusta pretty well. Um, and 
And he's also made a bunch of birdies this weekend, or excuse me, this year. And he's 11th overall in strokes gained, 27th in the world rankings. Uh, and I like the fact that, again, short game, quality of the putter, all make me think that this is a guy that's going to be able to put a few rounds together Thursday, Friday, to where 60 to 1 is a price worth taking a dart, fo- dart throw on. Because, again, when I talk about his quality around the greens, around the green, strokes gained overall, and with the putter, you know, this is a guy that has had a lot of good results sometimes at majors, and he just hasn't been consistent enough to where you don't see him closer to the 25 or 35 to 1 area, and it's more like, you know, 55, 65 to 1, and I got him at 60 to 1, but this is a guy that has finished... Top 15 in all four majors. And had his best result at the Masters last season. So, Tommy Fleetwood, with his short game, I think will be a factor. And I like him at 60-1. to Next couple guys are veterans who also, I, I just think, can get hot. You never know. Guys that have our former major champions, and let's start with a former Masters champion in Patrick Reed. And I'm going to give out one other live guy in a minute, but I Reed is a, obviously a live tour guy, and I think one thing I noticed, I read this and I thought it makes sense, that there's a bit of a deficiency with the pricing of live guys because there's not as many events. The events are three rounds. And I think in the case of a Patrick Reed, that can create some interesting opportunity because he's a former champion, as I said, and he's also someone who has actually played well on the Live Tour. Uh, he's 67, 67, 67 at a recent Live Golf event in Orlando and finished third. And... He's got three top tens at Augusta and only two missed cuts at Augusta in his recent starts there. I I can't remember how far back that goes. But he's been, you know, closer to the top of the board than not a factor for the weekend. So, again, you're going to give me a guy that is coming in still playing. You know, I mentioned that recent live start, playing well, and... Also someone that knows his way around Augusta. That goes back, by the way, to 2014. That those results in terms of uh, the Masters, I mentioned the two missed cuts, but three top tens. And two of those top tens are recent in 2020 and 2021. And he won in 2018. So... I like the fact that he's confident in his game at Augusta. I like the fact that he had a nice live start. And at 65-1, to I'll take the chance every time. So there's Patrick Reed. Another veteran, Justin Rose. Uh, I got him at 70-1. to And this is a guy that just is a very well-rounded golfer. Off the tee, with the irons, around the greens, on the greens... He does enough things well to where any one part of his game could get going and he could shoot 65. 
some days because of its irons, etc. Like, you never quite know, but he's well-rounded enough to obviously have produced a lot of good major results. Top three in every major, including a pair of runner-ups at Augusta. Super consistent veteran, and again, obviously a veteran guy. He's 42. He's been on the tour for a while, turned professional in 1998. So, I guess there's a reason that he's priced further down because everybody probably feels his better days are behind him, but golf isn't like the other sports where you need to, you know, your body needs to hold up over the course of an entire season. You know, he just needs to be hot for four days, and I still think Justin Rose could do that. So... 70 to 1, I like Justin Rose. And I mentioned another live guy. How about Abraham Answer at 100 to 1? Usually I like to, if I'm betting golf, I like to try and take one sprinkle in the triple digits or longer. Or, well, not longer. There's only 1,000 to 1. But, uh, well, actually, maybe there are. But uh, I like to take a guy 100 to 1 or longer just in the event that something crazy happens and you have a story to get out of it. You know, sometimes they like to take somebody that's less of a name because I do feel like people know Abraham answer, but uh, he's a live guy and nine of his, all nine of his recent live rounds in three events. Cause remember live is a three round event uh, each time he's been 73 or better in each of those nine rounds. And he finished under par for each of those three events uh, in total cumulative score in each of the three. So, uh, he's a guy that's placed top 15 in three of the four majors in his career. So, I just think the body of work is good enough where I saw this name at 101 and thought, oh yeah, like I, I, I have to uh, throw a dart there. And that's what I'm doing, obviously, when you get that far down. So, Abraham answer at 101. couple other guys. Uh, well, actually, just one popular sleeper that I saw, which I don't mind. Again, in the, I'm, I'm, I don't know why. I like these guys in the 60-71 range. Shane Lowry at uh, 65-1, to one, excuse me. A guy that I saw was getting a lot of love, uh, who's another former major champion. Uh, somebody I might consider as well uh, for the Masters. A couple fades before we wrap this thing up. Uh, Justin Thomas. I, I just think sometimes there's a big name or two and I think Thomas fits this profile that maybe isn't playing that well and the name carries a little bit more weight with the pricing and is not somebody that I'm going to want to touch and that's kind of JT uh he's kind of been more good not great 146th in uh on the tour in strokes game putting so I talked about how Fleetwood has been so good around the greens and you you get hot with the putter who knows where the weekend goes for you come Saturday, Sunday. Uh, JT, been a little inconsistent with the putter. Somebody that I would probably look to fade in matchups. Certainly uh, at 20-1, to 1, again, that's pricing, priced shorter than guys like uh, Shoffley and Finau, who I liked. Uh, so 20-1, uh, to 1, not enough for me on Justin Thomas. And again, somebody I could look to fade in some matchups as well. Max Homa is a guy that comes is coming in red hot. Uh, and, you know, he's obviously put a lot of results together, but the major results are not very good at all for Homa. Uh, so he's somebody that I think you want to be tread lightly on when it comes to the recent form and take it with a grain of salt, given the fact that here are his best major results. Tied 48th at the Masters, tied 13th at the PGA Championship, tied 47th at the U.S. Open, tied 40th at the Open Championship. 
So obviously the PGA, the only one that's really all that close towards what he's priced at now. And I think the thing is with some of these fades, you want to try and get a feel for, okay, where are they priced? And are they likely to exceed that pricing? And if they're not, then there's maybe some value in betting against those guys. And Max Homa is one of those guys where I just don't know that I see him doing better than where he's currently priced at. I think it's more likely that he's, you know, missing the cut than he's in contention on Sunday. And the last guy is also a live guy, and that's Cam Smith. Um, As... uh, he missed the cut in the Saudi International, which was his only non-live golf start for 2023. Um, he did have a sixth-place finish at one live event, but uh, he's also failed to crack the top half of a pair of 48-player fields uh, in his last two events, finishing 26th in Tucson and 29th uh, last weekend in Orlando, which was that event I mentioned that uh, on the live tour that Patrick Reed played very well in. So Cameron Smith, the most recent major champion, of course, from last year's Open Championship, not someone that I will uh, really be heavily invested in. If anything, again, might fade in a matchup play. Uh, And if you like those make-miss, I might look at that make-miss cut prop, particularly with Homa, and see if I can get a nice price there. Because that's one that if you like, if you got some fades... Uh, you know, that's one that can obviously, uh, if it's a bigger name, you can get a, you know, a, a hefty price on, on those guys to miss the cut and take a swing there. So that's about the extent of my master's research. Not a ton, but uh, some buys, a few fades, and we'll see how it all unfolds Thursday through Sunday at Augusta National. That'll wrap things up for a Rapid Fire Masters edition of Full Slate. Hope everybody enjoys the most prestigious event in golf. The sports calendar does not slow down, even though we have crowned a champion in Division I men's college basketball. Congratulations to the Connecticut Huskies. We got baseball, obviously, well underway now. We're about to have Stanley Cup and NBA playoffs, and there's a golf major every month of the year. And if you're into tennis like I am, uh, we'll be at Roland Garros for the the French Open pretty soon. And Uh, Of course, Wimbledon, one of the marquee events of the summer. So all of that uh, in the not-too-distant future. Again, my name is Greg Frank. Follow me on Twitter at UndercoverGreg for the gambling picks at G underscore Frank 6, at full underscore slate underscore pod for the podcast account, and at Alex underscore up 7. Shout out to our jack-of-all-trades, Alex Uplinger. That'll do things. Do it for me here for Full Slate. Like I said, enjoy the Masters. Everyone, of course, please play responsibly.